0: good morning cam bonjour mon ami how are you doing this morning man
1: i'm good i'm rested which is always a great way to start the day so
0: i'm doing well i had a long week at work so i'm feeling every bit of my 44 years this morning but other than that not bad oh, that's good i got a
1: new toy you Got it. did you get a uh, stretch Armstrong? I did not.
0: <laughs> I I don't know if I've talked about my Nerf gun on on the show yet, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. But I've got a fun new Nerf gun. You did. Mm-hmm. But this is what I wanted to talk about. I got an HD sixty S and Elgato.
1: Is that the uh, the HD camera capture?
0: Yeah, it's the capture card. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted to pipe my Switch into my my Mac. And maybe do some streaming, which I've yesterday was a little problematic because I had I think I was in a squad on uh, Fortnite with a streamer that was like bullying this one kid in on the squad because he was only a level one that he was just starting out. And him and this other guy were apparently knew each other. So they were just being jerks to everybody. And the and the only reason I thought that they might be streamers is they mentioned it a couple of times. But and apparently one of the guys is the other the guys that were being jerks names were Mitch. So they were giving me crap because oh you're a pretender. I'm like what what, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> a pretender? Some people I, are just dumb, Mitch. I am dumb. Radio Mitch. That is who I am. At least on the games. Yeah. No, I don't have
1: time for toxic people in video games if i ever get in Uh, i I don't ever do fills anymore i just
0: the the trouble for me is that i want to be able to play fortnite and have fun and be able to turn off the chat sometimes but i can't figure out how to i don't even see a a A setting in there to say, "Hey, I just don't want to hear any chat." You can you can block people, but I don't know if you can mute them. Yeah, but at any rate, I did have a really hilarious experience on Fortnite the other day because some little kid. He didn't. I don't know how old he was, but he couldn't have been over ten years old. And from what I was gathering, he was probably younger than that. And he was playing and you could hear his mom in the background and uh, and his mom was talking to a friend of hers about the kid that was playing and it was so obvious that he had absolutely no clue that we could all hear what was going on because his mom's going on and on with his with her girlfriend about how He's, he keeps wetting the bed, and he can't figure out how, why he's wetting the bed and, and what, what to do to stop him from wetting <laughs> the bed. <laughs> and this kid is just playing along, and, and all of a sudden he's like, Hey, Mama, I want some milk. She's like, What you need milk for? She's like, I just want some of that cow milk. Well, I ain't got no cow milk. What you talking about? <laughs> and, and there was okay. this exchange for probably five minutes about the stupid milk and then he pipes in he's like you know what, mama i'm gonna pee on my switch i'm gonna pee on my- you better not pee on your switch <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just rolling laughing it was too much but I, I could hardly play during that game because it was just so funny that is uh by the way i picked those i picked that accent specifically because that was the accent that they were that they were talking in so fair enough i was not mocking them it was it's not funny unless you you have that context, so cool, man. all right. I don't want to talk about it too much this morning because a lot of the other podcasts have really touched on all the Mark German predictions that came out uh, about a week ago. But did you have any like specific things that you want to talk about with those? i talked about like the Mac pro mini and the a lot of the other things that are rumored for this year?
1: To be honest, Mitch, I have remained spoiler
0: free. Really? Yeah. So you may have to enlighten me here. All right. So all I'm going to say about this, because I, like I said, I didn't want to go through it. And I've been really having trouble finding any place that has everything round, like a good roundup of all these rumors, because he tweeted them out one at a time about a week ago. But from memory, he's predicting a redesign to the iMac this year. Uh, Not a lot of details outside of what you and I have already talked about there. He's talked about a Mac Pro Mini that's supposed to be reminiscent of the G4 Cube with the modern design of the Mac Pro. Okay. So that is, it it sounds more like it's going to be a little bit more of a cube shape, but still have the design of the, the, the current Mac Pro, which could be interesting and a possible more consumer level display to come with that. So made by Apple, I'll which will probably I still be like two grand. But yeah, was I'm the Mac to Pro Mini else. running on an Apple chip or Intel? It was. The rumor is it'll be running on an M series chip. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. He referred to it as a next-generation M chip, which my personal feeling is we're not going to see an M2 until probably next year. Well, we're probably going to see his iterations on the M1. But I think we talked about that last time, so yeah, we'll see. But uh, new fourteen and sixteen inch MacBook Pros mm-hmm. uh, with the next generation M chip. Beyond that, I don't remember. Yeah, so everything really,
1: that the only the being. only one there that wasn't kind of blatantly obvious was the Mac Pro Mini. Everything else had has already been rumored before. All right, cool.
0: Yeah, makes so, sense. And it'll be nice to have a something a display in the lineup that isn't seven grand to buy. So
1: wasn't well, it? Isn't it six, stand. five for the display and one for the stand, or is the stand two grand?
0: No, the stand's one grand.
1: And isn't the H, uh, XDR five grand?
0: I'll defer to you. I, I could either way, it's still ridiculous. We can agree. Yeah, on it's that. Still, yeah, it's still not a display I'm going to buy. I mean, yeah, my no. my whole iMac cost half of that. So, yeah, no,
1: six thousand dollars for that's just you can get a you can get a Mac Mini for the same price. You can get a stand for a display.
0: Yeah. So, I'm not going to say who it was, but there is a podcaster that I listened to that just bought a a Pro XDR display to hook up Cough, to Stephen a Hackett.
1: M1 Cough, Stephen M1
0: Mac Pro or no, it wasn't Stephen Hackett. But he bought he it to hook up to his MacBook Air. I know that I know that Stephen Hackett has one for oh, his was um, it wasn't Marco. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Whatever. <laughs> spent the whole last episode complaining about how it ha- how the light blooming and how there's dark edges on the monitor and all this other garbage. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> right? So those of you who are listening to the show, uh, Cam was just playing a violin, an air violin for. Yeah, I was
1: I was mocking his sadness because then return it and get your six thousand dollars back.
0: Correct. And he did buy the stand. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Just return it and don't piss and moan on your podcast. Like,
0: right. Anyways, sorry. We all know how I feel. So let's move on. (laughs) Let's move on. Yep. So we had last time we talked about OmniFocus and Good Task, and just talked about how I was I've been really excited about this conversation, by the way, because I, I can tell I. I did change the task manager that I use. <sighs> I know. And this is a pretty big deal. Well, me. Now, first off, I know I have like an OmniFocus apologist almost. Oh, I dare 100%. say 100 percent. I still am. I think it's a great program, but it's expensive. So, yes, this is true. But the app that I uh, and we'll talk about this on the show today, but the app that I decided to switch to has some pretty cool, unique features that I am absolutely head over heels for. So and I um, have a guess on
1: on what that is, because Mitch hasn't told me yet. So when the time comes, I, I shall reveal my guess. I haven't told
0: him at all. No. But I wanted to talk a little bit about our individual philosophies on task management and how we use our task managers. I didn't prepare you for this, so I hope I'm not putting you on the spot. But, no, it's, um, it's fine. So like, basically, how do you use your task manager and what needs do you have? I
1: have bounced to and fro from task managers over the past f- five or six years. I started out with reminders. And then I went to Todoist and then I went to Things and I was on Things for a really long time. Or Actually, I tried OmniFocus first and then I went to Things because I didn't want to pay for the perspectives. And then I went to Things 3 and I loved it because it was beautiful. But in order to get these sort of functionality that you get from Perspectives and OmniFocus, I had to hack together a bunch of shortcuts to fake it. And I had a, like a screen full of shortcuts to tap on it, And it was just like, whatever. And then so I was like, if I really just want the perspectives and I should just pay for OmniFocus and get it without having to hack it. So I was on OmniFocus for a, a while. And I'm now using Good Task, which is a third-party app that sits on top of Apple's Reminders, which we talked about last episode. So I'm not going to go into details about how it works. Mm-hmm. But I'm using Good Task, and I have... Uh, A combination of lists and short lists. So, like the lists are the different areas or different responsibilities I have. So, like, I have a list for my daughter. I have a list for my website. I have a list, individual lists for my podcast. I've got a shopping list, an errands list, a list for my youth group, a list for my church, a list for my music projects, a list for work, a list for the house reading. So all the different areas that I want to track stuff, I have lists for. But then I also have smart lists that include like, what's due today? What's today and overdue? What's my high priorities? What's coming down the road in the next three days? And then I have lists for Uh, different tags that I put on that span different lists. So like I have a a tag for communications that will span multiple lists of things I need to get information from people or give information to people. So if I'm sitting down to write emails or text messages, I can go to that list and say, these are all the things I need to find out or things I need to deliver to people. I have a recurring thing. I have stuff that's on my radar. So stuff that's just coming in the near future, but not like in the next three or four weeks, but isn't in the next few days. Stuff Is someone coming into town? Am I going on a trip? That sort of stuff. So I use the the lists to categorize tasks by area of responsibility, and then I use the smart lists to span those normal lists to give me a specific type of view over what I'm doing by either broader context or by timing. And I don't go into as much detail in my tasks as you do where you have, you know, scoop the cat litter or take a shower or my lunch. Like you get, I, you sent me some screenshots and you get very, very granular in what you need to do. Mine is more like edit video, post video, edit podcast, post podcast. And it's more of just like that sort of stuff. And then if there's, I'll use subtasks often, you know, like post podcast, export from this, upload to Facebook, set thumbnail, that sort of stuff and the subtasks. But the day to day, like take my kid to the Babysitters, I don't do. But I do put pay the babysitter and I use the location reminder and the time reminder. So I'm reminded when I leave my house to bring the cash. I'm reminded when I get to the babysitter's house, oh, yeah, hey, don't forget to give them the cash. So that's helpful. But for like those pesky things like taking out the trash or, you know, paying uh, my credit card or paying my student loan, I I use the app do D U E because it has those reminders that Mm -hmm. just ping you every five minutes. So for the stuff, for the monthly stuff that I have to do that I will forget because it's just once a month. I use that. But my day to day stuff, it's your super- it's your nag app. yeah, Exactly. It, it's You know, I don't live with my mom anymore, because I'm an adult. So now I use an app to nag me to do the important things. <laughs> so that's it. Like I don't put brush my teeth. I don't put shower. I don't put you know, that sort of stuff in my to do, which is for those of you that do it. Great. That's just I don't get that. Because I feel like that bogs me down. That's but that's just the way that, that my brain works. Like I need the freedom to decide, you know what? I'm not going to brush my teeth when the app tells me to brush my teeth when it's time to brush my teeth. And sometimes that's first thing in the morning. Sometimes that's 30 minutes after I get up because I have other stuff that I need to get done first. So does that answer your question?
0: More or less? Yeah, I think it does. And from my, my point of view, I was a big, sorry, I just hit my mic. I was a big uh, believer for years in the uh, GTD, the getting things done philosophy that, Mm -hmm. um, Everything you do, throw it into an inbox or into your trusted system, as David Allen calls it. Get it into your trusted system and then sort it from there. So I used to do a lot of that where I was just capturing things and capturing things and and sorting them out to things. And, and I found that recurring lists have been really huge for me or recurring tasks. The whole idea is and David Allen talks about this in his getting things done book that your brain is made for new thoughts, not for remembering things that you need to do. So getting having that on off board brain to remember all the things that you need to do on a daily basis is good. Now, do I need a reminder to brush my teeth and take any medication that I need to take before I go to bed at night? I don't really need that because I remember that most of the time. But at the same time, like if I'm getting ready and I'm and I'm getting ready for bed and stuff like that, and I look at my task manager and it's like, oh shoot, that's right, I got, I didn't do that. I need to run downstairs and and do that now. It's just that little bit extra to say, oh hey, by the way, don't forget this. And I do have a list in my in my task manager that's that is called reminders that are just like kind of no brainer. Oh hey, by the way, today's a shower day, so make sure you make time for that today. And that's not because I feel like I need to be reminded to take a shower. It's mostly so when I'm looking at my day, I'm saying, okay, when do I fit that in for the day? And a lot of times it's my wife and I will get done with breakfast and our morning stuff. And then I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and jump in the shower quick before I take her to work. So it's just one of those things that that helps me to stay in that routine because that's not something I do every, well, some of the stuff is it's stuff I do every day, but showering is like an every other day thing. And so it's something that I just, I have on the list to make sure that I've budgeted time to get it done. So yeah,
1: makes sense. Now, real quick, that the whole GTD mm-hmm. to the inbox thing, I tried that for yeah. a long time, but here's the thing about me. I never go back to the inbox to put it in
0: the right list. And so that was, about I, a, that was a problem for me too.
1: Yeah. So I've realized if I'm taking the time to put it into my task manager, I need to put it into the correct list with the correct tags the first time. Cause I'm not going to go back and be like, Oh, I got five minutes. What should I do? Oh, I, I know I'll go sort my inbox. It's like, no, I, you know, I don't go sort my sock drawer when I have five minutes. It's like the equivalent to me. Right. So I make sure that when I do put it in either typing or via the lady in my HomePod mini, I tell her what list to put it in, you know, so that I don't have to worry about it. And then it's in the right place. And then my smart lists work better. So
0: and basically what I do now is I I don't find myself having to add a whole lot of stuff at home. But when I'm at work, I'll have additional tasks that I need to get done for the day. And uh, and because my job can sometimes has a level of chaos in it, the having lists really helps me to stay on task because all of a sudden something blows up at work I got to take care of it I don't I don't go I can go back to that list and say okay that's where I that's where I was that's where I need to pick back up but but just the other day I was going in and when you're in that context you have a list for that context of your life so you if you're at work there's a work list that you add that stuff to so that's something that I'll go right into the work list and just like pound out everything and the app that I'm using now makes that super simple so it's uh, it's good I I'm still I still have stuff in OmniFocus <clears throat> but it's more of my long-term stuff like I keep a list for just all that little stuff that you see on the internet that it's you know what I want to remember that this product is available but because two or three months from now, I could be like, oh, what was that thing that, where do I find that? And I, and I can't remember the name of it, and I can't, it's like my long-term brain for stuff that I know that I'm not going to remember a few months from now. So a good example of that is I came across a keyboard that is designed specifically for Adobe Audition. I was looking for that one day. Well, I can't, I didn't want to purchase it right away. But I threw it into OmniFocus through in Safari because I, I have an extension in Safari to be able to put stuff into OmniFocus and it put, you know, it put filled in the title and has a link to the website that I was looking at it on. So a few months down the road, if I still want to go back and purchase that keyboard, I can, I have a link to go right back there and it's built and it's right in OmniFocus. I'm sure I could do that in my new task manager as well, but, but it's just, that's where i keep my long term stuff and i don't have to pay a subscription fee to still use it cuz i own a version of it it's just i i would like the subscription or i was paying for the subscription for omnifocus so that i could have perspectives everywhere and i could i could have all the pro features that that i was using so m- mainly on the mac is why i was doing that i my experience with good task it is not a bad app i really did like it the integration or the template idea, being able to get up every morning and select. And I was using it that way where like all my daily tasks, all my work tasks, and then a couple other, I built some other templates for things that I don't necessarily do every day. But if I do it that day, I need that. So I was was going in every morning and saying, okay, yeah, I need this. I need this. I need this. Go ahead and throw it in there. And I really liked that. I don't remember what they called it, but it was like the center button in there where it would it was like oh good morning let's let's look at yeah. what's good what morning have for today. Yeah. yeah and so I really liked that feature and it, it was it was cool but I was finding that it was a very it was meeting my needs about 80 to 90 percent so I'd still like to give you context on this with OmniFocus I was using OmniFocus and OmniPlan side by side so just to kind of give you a money idea of what was going on there, that's $30 a month for those two apps. It's $9.99 for OmniFocus and $19.99 for OmniPlan to carry those subscriptions. So for my larger projects that I'm working on, like the radio program that I edit for the church, I have to email that in every week. I have to take old sermons of my pastor and split them into two different shows, edit them all up, put intros, outros, I may need some audio from the pastor for the for that particular show, depending on the length of the sermon. And there was a whole bunch of moving parts to this. So I that's why I started using OmniPlan, was to be able to plan out all those and see the timeline, because I was really losing track of my timing on that, and I was getting really insecure about Making sure that I was getting all these elements done in a timely fashion, because the last thing I wanted to do is need to call my pastor and say, "Hey, I need you this Saturday night to come in and record this bit because if I don't get it done Saturday night, I'm not going to be able to ship the uh, the radio program. So I wanted to make sure that I was planned out far enough ahead that if he couldn't if he wasn't available to record, I could pivot and maybe push off that that appointment to the next week. Or something like that, so I had flexibility. So saying all that, I was using OmniFocus to keep track of all my my tasks, and I was using OmniPlan to do all the planning for that stuff uh, going on in the future. So thirty dollars a month, uh, it was the was what I was doing before for all of that. Good task did not give me the uh, the the ability to eliminate OmniPlan from, from the equation. So, which I didn't expect a task manager to be able to do that. So I, you know, that was fine. And I was looking at different, different project software, project management software that I could use that wasn't as expensive or free in some cases. But uh, the couple that I looked at just didn't do it as well as, as OmniPlan did although OmniPlan was super fiddly, and I would have loved a checkbox to check off projects complete rather than having to go into their inspector and put 100% complete because you got to type 100% complete in every time you complete a task in Om- OmniPlan. So, yeah, so that was some, just some fiddly. Some of Omni's uh,
1: design and interaction choices on their Mac apps are interesting, to say the yeah. least.
0: And I mean, if it works for them, that's fine. But, you know, maybe when you're managing a team, stuff like that becomes a little bit more useful, but I'm just managing myself. So I didn't need that much granularity in my Uh um, workflow. So do you want to take a guess at what I what I went with? Todoist. I did. Todoist was the, uh, the app. Yep. So. What I love about Todoist and what really sold me on it was the ability to do a single item each project. I forget what they call that, a list project. And the boards projects. So have you used the boards projects and uh, Todoist? Is it just
1: their Kanban view?
0: I have no idea what you just said. Is it they, they... the Kanban view?
1: The board where you can like move cards from
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's kanban or sorry kanban yeah i don't i'm not familiar with that that yeah it's it's the style of
1: you have the different like buckets and you can move cards it's
0: a japanese Mm -hmm. deal yeah it reminded me of like uh scrum boards yeah that's exactly what Mm -hmm. it is so that has that has really helped me because now i can now i have a project in to do us now for the radio program that I edit. So I have a board set up for each week that I need to edit, email, anything that I need to do, it's in the in the board for that week. So now I can look at that board visually and go down and see, okay, where am I edited out to? What do I need to what do I need to do yet? Am I on track? with what I need to get done for these projects. And of course you can date all the projects. So they pop up in your lists for the particular day that you want to get them done. Mm-hmm. I think it it's a really simple tool yet really powerful tool that and that's, that that's sold me on uh, Todoist. There's a couple other features that I really like. They're the way they, I don't care for exactly how they like, they do the templates but the fact that they have templates is really cool. Uh, you have to export templates, uh, as a CSV file and then import those as a CSV file. So you can build the whole template out, which, which is what I did. Now we unload a truck at work three to four nights a week. And I have a very specific way that I build out that, uh, task list. And, uh, and so for me, like the way I used to do it in OmniFocus was I would have this template that I would cut and paste into my to-do list for that day. And then I would have to go through and put time markers or basically put a a, a due time on every one of those tasks, which would take a few minutes. It, it, I got pretty good at going through and doing that. But the problem that I had was, you would go in to do that and you'd, you'd copy it in and then you'd have to go to the first task and set the the tag and set the defer time and set the due time. And then you go into the next task, set the tag, set the due time, set the defer time. Now I got a little bit more savvy with that where I would go through and I would select them all and put the, because the defer date and the, and the uh, tag would always be the same on all of them. And I did need a tag in there to be able to sort into the perspective that I was using. What, I would put those all on and then go through and do my due times individually or in small groups. I would have like three items that all were due at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I would do it like that. Well, now with Todoist, I, you have to do it on a computer. You can't, it doesn't work on the, uh, the iPhone app or the, the iPad app that I can tell yet. I haven't figured out how to do it if it is possible but uh you you go into either the web version or the Mac app i suppose it probably works on the windows beta that they have available now but but i go into the web view at work and i select the project for that particular item and then click on the it's like the little more tab or the dots up on the corner and it pulls up a context menu and i select import uh template and then select the template. And just like that, I've got the whole list there with all the due times and everything done. It literally takes me 10-15 seconds, you know, versus two to five minutes to to go through and do it the other way. So yeah, much better. That That is super cool. And I haven't even brought up like one of the marquee features in uh todoist is that it uses natural language for doing all this stuff or mostly natural la- natural language so if i want to put in the uh let's say scoop the litter box and i want to do it every other day and i want it in my home project i put scoop litter box every other day hashtag home and hit enter and it goes into the home project and it's set for every other day starting today and it's pretty slick i really like that it's very nice yes yeah it's one step versus having to go in and do like three different steps or four different steps to get it where you want it yeah so that is nice so yes i am very happy with todoist and I'm very happy with good tasks. So yay for us. We're both very happy. And I want to thank you because I think when it comes down to it, having somebody to bounce the ideas off, I, I don't have a problem admitting that I think my workflow and a lot of other things that I've done have gotten stale because they don't get challenged. And having you challenge my, my task management system led me to figure out, like, is this what I want to continue doing? you know spend $30 a month on a super fiddly system or you know I think I did what I didn't mention is uh, Todoist is 35 dollars thirty five ninety nine a year something like that or I think you can pay like that's three or of, four dollars a month
1: that's a bit of savings
0: yeah so I'm paying a year what I was paying a month and getting the same the same functionality out of it or very similar functionality so so I'm very happy so thank you oh you are very welcome sir all right, well, it's going to be a short show today. It seems. <laughs> I, I imagine this uh, subject going a little longer than this.
1: Well, I mean, we we could continue talking about task management, but I think it's part of the reason I think we don't have much more to say is we also spent fifteen twenty minutes last episode talking about. Mm-hmm. good task and me focus so i don't want to
0: i think it'd probably be a little it. bit different if we were just approaching this from hey we're starting out doing all this stuff but i think you and i have uh nailed down systems that work for us mm-hmm. that for me to go over I, I mean i listened to merlin Mann do like a three three episode exploration into getting things done talking about how anything that you you know the rule is if you can get it done in two minutes just do it if it's going to take longer than that, or you can't do it right now, put it in your system. Just getting getting that idea out of your head right away, rather than having it sit there and forgetting it, because you know the older you get, the harder it is to remember all this stuff. So,
1: yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, do you use
0: drafts for
1: anything? I, I have tried drafts, and I actually, like a month ago, bought the year subscription because I was like, I'm just going to – I used it for the first week. I haven't touched it since, and now I'm mad because I want my, like, $19 back. Because Not because it's a bad app at all. It's everywhere. It's on my Mac. It's on my phone. It's on my iPad. I just don't ever use it.
0: So, for me, drafts really fills this need where – somebody comes to me with, hey, I need this, or let's, you know, this happens a lot at work where the the store manager comes to me and says, hey, let's walk real quick and see what we, what needs to be done in the department. And I can pull out my phone, go into drafts. I have, I don't think about where do I record this? Where do I figure, fig- how do I figure out where to put this? And what's interesting, and I, and I haven't done this at work, but with the iPad, i toyed around with us a little bit with scribble you can actually take hand notes in drafts as it switches it into text or at least i can but (laughs) i remember how it didn't like your handwriting (laughs) but you can write out your stuff with the apple pencil and it will convert it into text right in drafts. And then, I mean, obviously, you know, even with me, I, I'm going through and making some edits and stuff like that. But OmniFocus and Todoist and so many, I'm guessing Goodtask probably has has an extension for it as well, but you can go in and just hit, hit the, the little button in the corner. I forget what they call it, but you hit that little button and then select your to-do list manager and you can import that stuff into your to-do list manager. Mm -hmm. I had to download a uh, a skill for drafts to do multiple um, items but OmniFocus and Todoist both have that ability to or at least in drafts it'll parse out each each line as a separate task and it'll pop it into into your to-do list manager. I did play around with doing templates that way It didn't really work with the quote natural language stuff because when I would import it in, it just imported the text that I had and it didn't parse anything out. So then I would have to go back and like, if I wanted hashtag work to put stuff into my work folder, I had to delete the K and then add the K back and then it acknowledged it. And then I had to go back to the at five o'clock and I had to delete the zero and add the zero and then it would acknowledge it because you're typing it in the app. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of a little, kind of a way to hack around that a little bit. But yeah. Um so, but the fact that they have the template system makes that easier. Mm-hmm.
1: I wanna like drafts. I've tried it, I think this is like my third or fourth go around with it from way back in the day when I was running drafts and Launch Center Pro is like everything on my iPhone, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. years ago. But like for me, my scratch pad for that sort of stuff is IA Writer. Like all text is IA Writer, whether I'm writing a lesson for youth group, writing a parent email, taking notes for during a work meeting, writing down ideas, like everything just goes into IA Writer. Now the issue is obviously IA Writer doesn't have the automation features that Draft does. So I can't just click a button and have it go to. And then one of the good things about Good Task is it doesn't need extensions because it's just built off of reminders. So you just use all the reminders extensions, which is nice. So that is the obvious downside, right? Is that if I want to then take something from IA writer and move it into good task, I either have to manually copy and paste each line into a new task, or I have to hop it over to drafts, but I rarely take giant lists of to do's. Like if anything, it's like two or three And in in a good task. I can type one in, hit add another type one in, add another type one in and I'm done. It's rarely more than a few things at once. So I just, I, again, I want to like drafts. I want it to be useful for me, but it's just not for me in the way that, that I work in the way that, you know, my, my, what's the word here, the way my habits are formed in how I do stuff and where stuff lives and how everything flows, like it just doesn't fit for me, you know, which is, it is what it is. It's not, it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just, that's the way it is for me. So
0: yeah, and I mean it works for some people and doesn't for others. You know, it's that's well, uh, like it's super cool indictment of anybody's super, system, but
1: yeah, it's a super cool app. It's been around forever, and it's constantly updated. It's constant, like it's a very, very good iOS and macOS citizen. Like it, it does, and it's really powerful. People can do bonkers stuff with it. Which is, you know, I'm super into shortcuts and automation and, and that sort of stuff. So you would think that I would be all aboard the drafts train, but for whatever reason, I just can't, I can't get it into my system in a way that makes it uh, viable for me. So, yep. but hey, I do bought you need your subscription just to try. So you're do, do you need right. to
0: challenge yourself to do like a two week? Uh, this is all I'm going to use kind of challenge. I mean, I could, I guess.
1: So here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing, Mitch, about this whole mm -hmm. thing. Is that, you know, on my home screen, I have all those shortcut icons, right? Right. (laughs) Guess what the paper icon used to be? Hmm. It used to be IA Writer. Guess what it is now? Is it drafts? Yeah. Guess how often I tap it.
0: Like, Never. Just right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, have, I have it on my home screen as a shortcut because I tried to force myself to use it,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I just found myself searching for IA Writer <laughs> because habits, Mitch,
0: habits. Yeah. So well, and that's what it, that's what it took to break the the OmniFocus habit for me was just challenging myself to get away from it. Not to say that's it's the same thing, but you know, it might be worth a go to to see if it really is more useful for you. I
1: what. even built I even built some flows for OmniFocus so that I could send stuff to OmniFocus because I was all right so are are you are you officially throwing down the the two-week challenge gauntlet
0: if you will accept it I will throw it down and we you know what it's probably going to be more like a four-week challenge but I'll only hold you to the two weeks all right (laughs) I say that because we're going to be uh pre-recording the next episode so we won't be able to follow up in the next episode
1: yeah, and I even built some IA Writer. I don't know. What do they call these? Shortcuts? Whatever the the automation is that you can do inside drafts where I can send them to new sheets in different folders in IA Writer. So I will have to work on some reminders ones, see what's already in there. All right. I accept your challenge, Mitch.
0: Right. Have you downloaded the Mac version? Yeah. Okay. Because no. yep. it kind of has to be everywhere for it to work. So mm-hmm. all right. Well, what's delighting you today, Cam?
1: You know, that's a good question, Mitch. That's a very good question. What is delighting me?
0: Task management.
1: No. Is delighting. no. It is not. <laughs> no, that is that is a means to an end. Yeah. I will say the University of Michigan men's basketball team is delighting me. Hmm. They are thirteen and one. And they uh their only loss is on the road to a ranked Minnesota team where we turned the ball over twenty times. So we had just real, real, real bad game. But other than that, our average margin of victory in the Big Ten is like fifteen and a half points or something stupid like that. We are mm-hmm. demolishing good teams and it's fun to watch because we pass the ball we set screens we play really hard defense no one is selfish we've got three starters that can easily go for over 20 and the other two starters can easily go for double digits we've got depth on the bench our coach is six foot 11 so it's they're just it's fun have i talked to you about this i feel like i've talked to you about this before.
0: I don't recall. The okay, maybe I was talking to maybe I
1: was talking to someone else about it. It just got like some serious déjà vu there. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they play fundamentally sound team basketball. They always make the extra pass. They play hard defense. They scramble for the extra ball or for the loose ball. They're just fun to watch. And they went to West Lafayette, Indiana last night and just beat up on Purdue. It was glorious. I enjoyed nice. every second of it. So they're delighting me. And also, mm-hmm. also, they're one of three teams in the country right now in the men's side that are top four offense and defense in the country or top, top 10, maybe it's them Baylor and Virginia. And Baylor is ranked number two in the country. Virginia is the defending national champions. Cause there wasn't a national championship game last year. And, and the university of Michigan, women's basketball team last i checked is still undefeated and is also ranked and at one point we were the only school in the country that had an undefeated men's and women's program when we were we were 11 and 0 and they were 10 and 0 it was uh we're a basketball school now mitch because we all know our football team's a joke now so
0: (laughs) all right um that seems like quite of an indictment of the football team uh, have you, you been paying
1: attention to how mediocre Michigan's been for the last, uh, 15 years? College football? Yes. No. We all know college football is better, Mitch. Don't even so try and convince me I, otherwise. Can
0: I just tell you that you and I have a, a very distinctly different, uh, view of things in, in a certain area. I, f- I find, okay, so stick with me here.
1: I'm about to get I'm about
0: to get angry I know where this is going no neither one of us is wrong I'm all I'm saying is that you and I are very different in the way that we approach sports I tend to focus more towards the more mainstream the more like I've noticed this with wrestling as well because I tend to watch Raw and Smackdown more than NXT you tend to watch NXT more than Raw and Smackdown Mm -hmm. which by the way has gotten me into nxt a little bit more it is good man that that um pit match Mm -hmm. what do they call it the fight pit was in the fight pit that Mm -hmm. was interesting i hadn't seen that before the Uh, first
1: one the first one was thatcher and riddle that was riddle's send-off match before he got called up to the main
0: roster and the one with riddle Mm -hmm. was better yeah for sure i'll have to go back and look that up but yeah that was quite interesting i'm not sure i liked how they started at the top of the the pit and then like they took a commercial break and came back and they were in the pit Mm -hmm. anyway but uh, but that was interesting yeah and i do like the rawness of nxt but but like i don't know i've been watching raw and smackdown forever and it's hard to even for as bad as it gets i just can't (laughs) stop watching it i do tend to skip through a lot of it i i like that hulu does an hour and a half version of raw but at the same time I like to record the full three hour version and edit out what I don't want to watch <laughs> as opposed to whoever the editor was that edited. it. So I I don't tend to sit and watch the whole three hours, but there's stuff that's interesting. By the way, I abs- have you seen a lot of the stuff that's been going on with the, the Fiend Alexa Bliss stuff?
1: I saw that she shot a fireball at Randy's face and he Mm -hmm. showed up in his worst doink.
0: uh, Oh, that was terrible. That was hilariously terrible.
1: I just, I saw uh, some pictures online and I was like, I'm so glad I'm not watching this right now. I can't handle
0: how stupid it is. So I've been really delighted by that. That's been fun. That's not what I'm delighted by, by the way, in the episode, but I've been finding that very intriguing, very creative, the way they've been doing a lot of this stuff. But anyway some of it's been stupid but others of it been has been interesting all right
1: What's so, the, lighting so, mean so the moral the moral of the story is that mm-hmm. you like pro sports more and i like tend to like college sports more
0: correct mm. neither like i said neither of which is wrong just different so all right for why do you laugh at me like that <laughs>
1: Because you're trying, neither of us is wrong.
0: No, we're not. (laughs) You just have different tastes than I do. I'll
1: tell you this. I do enjoy the NFL playoffs about 10 times more than I enjoy the NFL regular season. Mm -hmm. Because guys actually play like it matters. Because guess what? It does matter. And that's what frustrates me the most about professional sports versus college sports It's like the NBA. There's 82 regular season games. Yeah. Do I actually expect those guys to show up 100% for 82 games? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they don't. And it's just like, I don't want to watch guys give 60% effort on defense and have a game that's 128 to 114. It's just not worth my time now playoff basketball when they actually play defense. But that's why I like college ball is like Michigan plays 100 percent defense, 100 percent of the games they play. And it's more it's the games actually feel like they matter. Yeah, you know, I get that. So that's what frustrates me about pro sports is there's just too many games because it's all about TV money. Baseball has 162 like it's just stupid.
0: And I can see that with hockey too. Like the hockey playoffs, man. There, I don't know that there's better sports than hockey playoffs. Cause, but even you know, then, they're...
1: I wish it was. I wish it was best of three or best of five instead of best of seven. Because it's just, it's too mm-hmm. much. If yeah. it was best, no, of I three, agree. If it was best of three, holy cow, would those games be just crazy intense, even more so than they already are?
0: I don't know if my heart can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't watched me watch hockey before, so. No, my true. wife what will team? laugh right now because she has watched me watch hockey before. But...
1: Which team do you root for? Uh,
0: Minnesota Wild.
1: Mm, worst jerseys in the league.
0: Whatever. <laughs> I I feel like going and getting my uh, Wild jersey right now.
1: Anyways, yeah. Sorry, I could talk sports for days because I have yeah. opinions, Mitch. We all know this. Yeah. We do. Sorry,
0: know. what's delighting you, sir? I, I just what's delighting stayed... me today. Have you ever used Descript? No. Hmm. Did, I, don't I even think I might have is. sent you something about Descript last episode, but it's an aud- it's a audio video editor that is, avail- is available now. I went ahead and uh, subscribed to it because I, I want to start using it for editing the podcast here and doing some stuff with, for church with it. But how it works, and it's so interesting... Uh, the way it works is that instead of editing the audio or editing the video specifically what it does is you upload your audio it does a transcript of your audio and then you can edit the show like you're editing text which is such a novel approach so if you're super used to editing text Mm -hmm. you can literally edit it just like you're editing text you know oh i didn't like that word take that word out or i didn't this sentence was dumb or this paragraph didn't work you know you just go through and you edit the the text and it's marked out the text in the audio so it knows what word and where it's all been uh said and edits it out so did you listen to our episode from last week or from last episode okay i haven't so i asked my wife about this because i i used some of the automation features that they had to i'm terrible with and ums. You do a little bit, but I'm terrible with them. And so when I go through and edit the audio out, that's one of the first things I do is I go through and trim up a bunch of the ahs and ums. I don't take them all out because there's, there's still like some areas where it just doesn't sound natural to take it out. Mm-hmm. But there's a filler word feature. Remove filler words, I think is the, what the title of the feature is in Descript that allows you to, you click on it, it goes through and identifies all the filler words in the episode. And then you literally go through and select, it has a list along the side of all of them. And then you go through and you select delete or keep and apply. So if you come along one, it'll play the short clip so you can hear it. It'll just go a few words before and a few words after so you can hear the context Mm -hmm. that it's in. And you hit you, I usually keep delete selected and I'll just hit apply and then apply and apply. And so I went through and edited all the ahs and ums out of the last episode using this tool. And what would normally take me a full listen to the episode and then some to go through and edit it all out. I literally did this in like a few minutes. It It was awesome.
1: Yeah, so. that's some voodoo right
0: there. Yeah. And they have a feature with their pro version that you can go through and set up a voice print. So you go through and you, you say different things. You, you know, it records you doing all this stuff. And if I don't like the word that I used, I can type in a different word and it uses my voice print to change that in the audio. That's freaky now i have not now tried you can yet. make me say things and i'm scared <laughs> so i don't know how, how many uh odd or like voice profiles it'll let me put in there if it'll let me put a voice profile in for you and for me and i use it for the sermons for church as well which would be even worse <laughs> yeah oh gosh but I think it would be interesting to play with that a little bit and see what it'll do. The only problem with that is I literally would have to edit all the audio to like, this is me talking, this is Cam talking, this is me, this is Cam. I'd have to edit it all to make sure that it's acknowledging who's talking properly mm-hmm. um, to be able to do that. But because it doesn't pick up on all of that. But, uh, but yeah, it's a pretty, pretty awesome tool. And that's just scratching the surface as to what it, what it does it does screen recording as well so you can record your screen and do like little how-to videos or or stuff like that and there's a ton of video editing features built into it as well but that transcript feature is the feature that really got me on this so i'm super stoked about it i i've used it i used it on the last episode that we did i used it on a couple of sermons that i uh that i edited here recently and uh and it's really cool it doesn't replace adobe audition for what i do there's still a lot of stuff that i need to do in there for uh, filtering and cleaning up our voices uh and editing the sound floor out i i have a heater that i run just behind me that that i have to edit that out so i just clean i just use a gate to pull the sound floor up a little bit so that it doesn't you can't hear that droning in the background and stuff like that but because how to script early this? doesn't do that jason snell and mike hurley were talking about it on upgrade one one week uh, they, it might have been in the post show because they they now have upgrade plus where they do a post show after the show that's just available for upgrade plus members but they were talking about i think he just used that on his 20 max for 2020 podcast he used that to do a lot of stuff for that and you can, output, you can export the, the transcripts for use as like a regular transcript for the episode. You can also export it for use as subtitles in a video, and it's it's just crazy bonkers the way it works. It's a cool tool. Very nice. So that's delighting me right now. So cool um let's i would say let's wrap up the show and uh i've got a couple of things that i have on my mind to talk about in the next show and we are recording that right away (laughs) just to remove the veil for everybody but but it's going to be a cool show i i'm excited about this both of the shows that we're recording today so very cool all right anything else
1: negative ghost rider
0: all right, hit us up on, or you can check us out at innerdialogue.show. We have all the episodes up available there. Any way you want to subscribe is available there as well, uh, whether it's on Spotify, on, through Overcast, through Apple Podcasts. We, ha- we got in on the ground floor, I don't know if you know this, but we got in on the ground floor of Amazon Music Podcasts and the, the Audible Podcasts, so we should be available both of those places now, and we actually have out of all our listenership i think there's about 11 of our listenership that's coming from amazon right now so which is baffling to me but hello amazonians and thank you yes hello also if you guys have any feedback for the show we really could use that uh you can hit us up on twitter i'm at mitch craig and uh, cam i'm at cam brennan yeah so let us know what you think of the show if you're really enjoying the little little parts of the show that that you would like us to continue to do, uh, please give us feedback on that stuff. If you uh, have parts of the show that you really don't like, um, as long as you're telling, as long as you don't tell me that I can't be on the show anymore, I think we should be good. So, <laughs> so feel free to uh, to to write us there and let us know what you think. You know, I've gotten some feedback from my wife, but she has certain tastes, and you may have different tastes. So, I would love to hear uh, some feedback on the show um otherwise uh i don't have anything else for you cam so uh hey we'll see you next episode bye nothing funny to say
1: no nothing funny to say
0: all right all right there's a first Thanks, for everything mitch yeah well, i don't think it's the first time but... <laughs> oh man yeah all right